We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's January 4th, it is 2024. We have 13 game NFL slate, week 18. We're going to break down here on today's podcast. I think there's only like a two game NBA slate, so just strictly doing NFL today. And on this podcast, um, joined today, as always, by my NFL buddy. Our last like regular season podcast. I have some stuff planned um, for the playoffs, but Keith Eister, Eyes 819. Keith, how was week 17, and are you ready for the mess of week 18? Week 17 was not great. I'm on a, a little bit of a downswing here. I had way too much Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. I figured uh, one of those guys was going to go absolutely nuts, and neither one really got there. They were both expensive, um, so that hurt. Uh, another rough week for me, but looking to bounce back here, definitely an edge to be had on this slate. If you're willing to to put in the work and figure out the scenarios and who's playing, who's resting, I, th- I think there's definitely an edge this week. Yeah. So week 17, <laughs> uh, my main team might've been the worst main team I had all year. It didn't break a hundred points on DraftKings. Um, 
But I had a couple really good tournament teams, so that helped. Um, I had a Tyrod Taylor team that, like, I had a Tyrod Taylor team that just needed, like, Tyreek to do anything to, like, have a chance to, like, take down some tournaments. Um, so that kind of stunk. And then I had a, I had a couple really good um, Lamar Jackson stacks. James Conner was someone that we talked about on the podcast a lot last week. I ended up yep. being way overweight on him because uh, he came in at like 2%. <laughs> and I, I think I ended up with like 15% James Conner. So like I had a couple teams that needed just like a little bit more. Um, I had a team, I think, score like 175 or something and it had Tyreek. So it was just like, it was, it was so close to being a good week. But I will say my main team, it was awful. Christian McCaffrey, um, Evans, Olave, Stack, just everything that was on, like with my main team, just ended up not being great. So, um, luckily, I am a tournament player, <laughs> so uh, getting a little bit of exposure everywhere um, in tournaments is always fun. And I don't spread it thin, but I had a tight core, and you know the core didn't do terrible. So, um, betting, I got absolutely smashed in betting, so I am ready to bounce back with that. I talked about that on I think Monday's podcast with Will. Tuesday's podcast, we will, but uh, let's jump in. Lots to talk about. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to give you guys a, a general overview and give us give you our best thoughts here heading into week 18. But if there's ever a slate to pay attention, this is a definite position to pay attention because things are going to change. People are going to sit, and you have to be careful with week 18 NFL. Some teams are not playing for anything. Some players are playing for stuff, and it's just a mess. So make sure you're paying attention who's playing for what. And, I mean, it really starts – the weekend really starts with these Saturday games. Um, We're not going to break these things down, but they matter a lot for the playoffs. So um, you got to – right after those Saturday games are over, kind of look at the scenarios that we're looking at um, playoff picture-wise. So just a lot. A lot. Baltimore is resting people. Pittsburgh needs to win. Houston indie game matters so much as far as the playoffs are concerned. Um, so a lot to talk about. Let's get started here with Tampa Bay at Carolina. 37 and a half total in this game. Tampa is a four and a half point favorite in this one. As far as the playoffs are concerned, Tampa wins are in. I mean, it's as simple as that. Carolina is obviously not playing for anything outside of the fact, or they can't even, they're like, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, they, <laughs> they put in the worst record. My, yep. my Chicago bears definitely appreciate that. Yeah. We'll so we're all pick again. They're not, they're not doing anything here. Um, Carolina anyway. So no, I think I don't want to, I don't want to say like Chicago won that trade, but Chicago won that trade. Um, so we'll yeah, just... even if Bryce young goes on to be great, I think, you have to consider the, it a win for Chicago. Like, well, we, we got to see what Chicago does with the pick first. So, fair enough. But they're in, <laughs> they're in a fantastic position. They better not mess this one up. Uh, all right. Before we get into this game, I have to know as a Chicago Bears fan, are you drafting quarterback or are you trading the number one pick? I think the answer you can do both. Unless they're like absolutely in love with Caleb Williams, I think you could trade down and still potentially take like. Um, Michael Penix played awesome in that semifinal game. And he, I think his draft stock is really on the rise. Obviously, Caleb Williams and Drake May at the top of the draft. And then Jaden Daniels is expected to go high as well. So there's potentially four first-round quarterbacks here. I I think you have to move on from Fields just to reset the, the salary. Um, Fields hasn't – like, he looks great. He's a, a dynamic player, but he's not a passer. And I don't know – 
that you win a Super Bowl with a guy like that. Um, there's injury risk with that type of player. So, I mean, I, I really like Justin Fields. I think he's an awesome dynamic player. Like I said, he makes plays that no other person can make, but I, I just don't know that he's the guy to lead you to multiple Super Bowls. And I think you have an opportunity to find that guy in this draft and you can, you can trade fields and probably get a second round pick for him at this point with as well as he's played. Um, and then I think you could trade down from one if you're not in love with Caleb Williams and still land potentially a franchise quarterback. So all kinds of assets, really tough decisions. That's, that's why they get paid the big bucks, but hopefully they get it right because the bears are in a fantastic uh, position from an asset standpoint. All right, let's talk um, this game in general. Tampa Bay needs to win this game, obviously. So I think it's all systems go as far as Tampa is concerned. Assuming Baker Mayfield is good to go. He did get hurt. Um, it was like a rib injury late in the game uh, last week against New Orleans. And that game just kind of stunk. I know you and I were both high on that game. They just – neither offense could get anything going in that game. And, like, we say it stunk and, like, Baker still threw for, like, 309 yards. It was just a – a weird 309 yards as far as DFS is concerned. Um, great bounce back spot for Rashard White. He had a really tough matchup last week against the Saints. We talked about it. We talked about his, his volume just being fantastic, but tough matchup. Great bounce back spot. Carolina is still a really bad run defense. So really like White. And as far as the pass catchers, it's Evans and Godwin. I, I know that we're seeing more and more of these guys get involved each and every week, but I, I think we just continue to go to Evans and Godwin and take our shots there. I don't think I'm playing Baker even in a must-win game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Tampa Bay offense a lot in the spot. Like you said, they have if they win, they're in the playoffs. Uh, Baker Mayfield also has lots of incentives in his contract. They're tied to making the playoffs, so they are they're fully motivated. Um, one of the teams we definitely can trust this week. Love the Rashad White call. Um, we saw Travis Etienne break off a long run against this Carolina rush defense. It's a rush defense we've attacked all season long. So love Rashad White. He's expensive, but there's going to be plenty of value on the slate. Um, I'm interested in Evans as well, just because I think he has the ceiling to to break a slate. I don't know if I'll pair him with Baker. Um, I think there are other quarterbacks for sure that I, I want to target before him. Um, he probably ends up in, in my pool a little bit, though, uh, just because I'll have so much exposure to Evans. Um, just chasing that two-touchdown upside that that Mike Evans has. Um, definitely, I was a little bit surprised to see this spread only four and a half. That's a little concerning. Um, hopefully, Baker's okay, and that doesn't mean that there's concern for Baker there. But I know they're on the road. But four and a half, Tampa Bay against the worst team in football, like feels like it should be a little bit wider than that. Yeah, I, I think – the line is more of Tampa is kind of falling a little bit here down the stretch, but I mean, I mean, they beat good teams down the stretch too. I mean, they beat Jacksonville, they beat green Bay, they beat Atlanta, which I don't know if I necessarily call Atlanta a great team, but I mean, the last time these two teams played, it was 21, 18. So, um, and then now they're on the road into Carolina. So listen, if we, if we see an edge, we, we take advantage of it. Right. So, um, I like Evans. I'm with you on him. Like he had a monster game earlier this season, 160 plus yards and a touchdown against this team. So he's always the upside wide receiver. I always play him over Godwin, even with the price. Um, I think that Evans has a higher ceiling each and every week. Other side of this game, Carolina side, um, we should mention Mingo out for the season or out for one game. Technically um, DJ Chark hurt his foot. He's limited. He was limited. So, 
and then Miles Sanders is dealing with like an illness. Uh, but we kind of expect, you know, an illness on a on a Wednesday. He should be good for Sunday if they want him to play. Bryce Young looked terrible against Jacksonville. Oh, I like Tampa's defense. I, I should have said that. I like Tampa's defense in this spot. It's a good it's a good sack spot. Um what do you what if anything do we like here from Carolina? Yeah, really nothing. Um I guess if Sanders is out, like Hubbard probably has the whole backfield to himself. Maybe they mix Blackshear in for some passing game work, but I just I don't have a ton of interest against a good Tampa Bay run defense. They don't throw to the running backs all that often. Um, the wide receiver situation is kind of a mess. Thielen is 6K. It's not like he's super cheap. It is a good spot against Tampa Bay's pass funnel, but I, I just don't think I get there. Like I'm not all that interested in runbacks this week, I don't think. I will say, like, if I'm playing like an Evans or a White, Thielen would be my run back if I was going to run it back. Like, Mingo being out, Chark being banged up. Now, if Chark plays, I could see running it back with him, too. Like, Jonathan Mingo was someone that was playing a ton of snaps. He was getting looks. So, if he's out, I mean, Carolina might be okay with just running the ball all game here. But also, like, this is a division game. So, like, if if you're Carolina and you can beat Tampa – and keep them out of the playoffs, that's a win for your team. And you haven't had many wins this season as far as just overall morale. So, I mean, you're at home. (laughs) They won't be selling tickets for 50 cents in this game like they were in that rain game. Um, But I think if I was going to run it back, it'd be Thielen. If Chark plays, I think you could potentially run it back with him. But I don't think you have to run White or Evans back with anybody here. Cleveland at... Cincinnati, we got a 37 and a half total here. The Bengals, a seven point favorite. Um, Cleveland side first here. Flacco benched. Um, they're not risking Joe Flacco in this game. They have nothing like to really play for in this one. They're kind of locked in to where they're locked in. Nothing to play for. No reason to get Joe Flacco. Like they're playing the wild card round here. Um, I assume. I assume Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper. I, I assume Najoku. I, I think we see like practice squad for Cleveland yeah. in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like Jeff Driscoll expected to start at quarterback. Like, oh boy, like he he's not a passer at all. Um, I think that Cleveland just they're content to run the ball. They'll they'll do some design stuff with Driscoll. I think Pierre Strong is probably a cheap running back that you can look back look at just because of a, the volume standpoint. Um, I, there's no way I'm trusting any receivers um, in Joku. I'm sure rests here. Maybe Harrison Bryant, a cheap tight end that you can look at. I just don't trust Driscoll to be able to get get him the ball much. Um, if I'm playing anybody from Cleveland, it's probably going to be Pierre Strong. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati was eliminated last week. They don't have anything to play for in this game either. Um, Cleveland's locked into the five seed, so. If okay, so this is one of the scenarios. Like, if Hunt and Ford do get ruled out of this game by the time Sunday rolls around, Pierre Strong is minimum salary on almost every site. So, and we assume that he would potentially be backed up by like practice squad John Kelly. I think, um, yeah. if I remember reading it early, yeah. So, I mean, it's, why would they run out Cream Hunt? Like, even if Cream Hunt is active, I still might get a little bit of Pierre Strong in that scenario. Um, Cincinnati's run defense has been terrible. We've talked about it a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I have interest in Strong 
but outside of that, I don't want to play dress school. Um, and then on the Cincinnati side, it, we haven't really saw any news or reports here, but I mean, like with Jamar chase banged up at the end of the season here, T Higgins hamstring. I don't expect him to play whatsoever here. I assume Jamar chase sits. Um, I assume they play Browning though. I don't think they really have a reason not to play Jake Browning in this game, but I do think he'll be missing chase and Higgins. Any interest here in the Bengals side? I mean, if Browning is in there, I think he's a, a capable quarterback. I think you could look at guys um, like Trent and Irwin, potentially. Andre Yoshivas is a guy who flashed in preseason a little bit. He's made a couple of plays during the season. So just depending on how many punt receivers we get, like we think of Cleveland defense as, as elite, but if they're resting defensive starters as well, maybe you could take a look at some cheap wide receivers here. I don't think I would play Browning if both Chase and Higgins are out. Um, I assume that Boyd kind of takes it easy in that scenario as well. So just looking at the punt wide receivers like Irwin, Yoshivas, maybe even like a Charlie Jones, but nothing to get too excited about here. Yeah, I, I fully expect Cleveland to rest their big studs on defense too. Um, no reason. There's no reason like for them yeah. to play this game. So I think Jake Browning, if he has low ownership, I get it. Um, the guy I'm really interested in here is Chase Brown. Um, they, they've kind of eased chase Brown into some work. I, I mean, no reason to go get Joe Mixon hurt. I'm pretty sure Joe Mixon's under contract for next season already. Um, didn't he sign like a three-year deal or something at the beginning of this year or something? So he did. Yeah. Yeah. So no reason to get Joe Mixon hurt in this game. I think they might give chase Brown some work in this game. So I'm looking for these cheap running backs. You're gonna, it's a, it's gonna be a theme of the podcast this week. Um, I'm looking at these cheap running backs, and I'm trying to hit the home run at cheap running back. As far as the wide receivers are concerned, Irwin or Il, Il, what is it, Ilvis? Oshvis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no chance. Um, I would, I would take some shots on these guys if Browning's at quarterback and Higgins. I don't think Higgins is gonna play. Um, and I don't think Jamar Chase is going to play. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I don't think Boyd plays a lot, if any. Um, Boyd, I don't think matters as much as like Chase and Higgins. So looking at some cheap Cincinnati receivers, I think is okay in this spot. Minnesota at Detroit. We got a 45 and a half total here in this one. Detroit is a three and a half point favorite. Detroit is locked in. But everything I've read is they're going to play guys here and play their normal guys. I know Minnesota has to win this game and a lot of stuff has to happen for them to get in if they win this game. So must win spot for Minnesota. Detroit's going to play their starters as of Wednesday. Um, we'll see if that changes. But let's go Minnesota side here first. I mean, solid implied team total at 21 points. Any interest here in the the... Nick Mullins led Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we're back to the Nick Mullins experiment. Uh, tried out Jaron Hall for a little bit. Did not, did not even make it through the game. Uh, looked, looked really bad. Um, that, that said, Justin Jefferson is back and healthy. It's indoors this time of year. That definitely matters. Um, I have some interest in Jefferson. Mullins is cheap. I'm not necessarily sure that we need cheap quarterbacks. Like, like you said, I think you just take shots on the cheap running backs, the cheap wide receivers, and hope for big games there. Um, you can spend up on quarterback this week, I think. So probably just Jefferson for me. 
Um, not touching the tight end situation with Hawkinson out. I think Oliver's a capable guy, but Munt's been running just as many routes. Um, and I just, I'm not, I don't think I'm trusting Johnny Munt on the slate, but I like, I like Jefferson. I don't mind Addison. Those are probably the two I'd be looking at. Detroit's been a bit of a pass funnel here recently. Their run defense has been really good, but their secondary is trash. Uh, so Jefferson, the guy here, I think Ty Chandler is, is a talented running back, but not the matchup for him. I'd be playing him for pass catching in this spot. And I just, with all the cheap running backs, I don't think I need to go there. Just, just give me Jefferson. I actually have slight interest in Mullins. Um, like we're going to have plenty of value on this slate. So I don't know if we'll necessarily need to play like a Mullins stack, but he's going to come out chucking in this game. There's no reason for him not to come out chucking in this game. Um, week 16, these two teams played. He, he scored 23 and a half fantasy points. Just Justin Jefferson had a monster game. Mullins has no reason to not come out and chuck here. Cousins is probably going to be the starter for Minnesota to start next season. I mean, so Nick Mullins is like, hey, I got nothing to lose. Maybe I'll get a job somewhere. Or, you know, there's no reason for Mullins not to come out chuck in this game. So I have a little bit of interest in him because, like you said, Detroit's run defense has been really good lately, and Minnesota has to win this game. So I know I'm getting four quarters out of somebody. And, I I mean, after what we saw last week from Jaron Hall, I don't see Nick Mullins getting benched at halftime in this game. So. They do still have Dobbs for what it's worth, don't they? Yeah, but they 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 keep putting him as the um, yeah. inactive like third yeah. quarterback situation thing. So that might flip though with as bad as Hall looks. <laughs> maybe. maybe Dobbs is elevated to number two here. I um, still so think I'd take risk, shots but... on Mullins. Yeah, I, I I don't hate it at all. Like um, with the indoors against a bad Detroit uh, pass defense, I'm I'm with you there. I can get on board. I'd have interest in. Detroit's defense in this game too for what it's worth with Nick Mullins chucking um he he had a decent game against these guys but he threw four interceptions last time they played so um let's go to the Detroit side of this game no reason to play everybody here um as far as I guess like isn't there a scenario where they could have like a home game instead of an away game if they win this game or something I think they can improve their seating slightly, but they need a bunch of things. They need Dallas and Philly to lose to improve their seating. Yeah. Um, so, and with their matchups this week, like that's not really likely, but it is possible. Um, this this is the type of scenario I think you run away from, though. Like if they go in, at, like maybe their starters play the first half and they're up by right. up on Minnesota, but if they go in at half and the, they see the score of uh, like Dallas is winning huge and Philly's winning huge, like they probably pull everybody in this. Dallas game. plays at four o'clock too. Okay, so they won't even they won't even Philly plays at four o'clock too. Yeah, so I guess I'm not gonna have any more information. So maybe maybe starters are safe here. I think we this is a situation we watch throughout the week. Um I I mean because if anything, I I think I think we can trust Campbell, man. If he says his guys are gonna go the full game, I think we have to kind of assume they go the full game. And like I think in that scenario, the only way they'd come out is if you know. I think if, gosh, as a Dolphins fan, after what happened last week with Chubb, I, I think you sit everybody here if you're Detroit. But, I mean, I, I get it. Confidence, like, after that Dallas game, they should have won that game. Um, ridiculous. But if we get a full go, I, I mean, you have to look at St. Brown. You have to look at these guys. Um, Laporta, I don't think Laporta plays this week for what it's worth. He did have an ankle injury during the game. 
um, against Dallas. He ended up playing through it, but there's no reason for him to play banged up in this game. So Laporta might be really questionable, which potentially opens up a guy maybe like Josh Reynolds, um, especially if Jamison Williams doesn't or yeah, Jamison Williams doesn't play. He rolled his ankle and had an ankle injury after that big catch. Um, he had like a 60 yard catch on against Dallas and then got hurt on the catch. So I think we could potentially play Josh Reynolds if if Williams is out, Williams is out, and Laporta is out. Yeah, I, I like that call, actually. Um, like, Laporta runs a lot of, like, the underneath stuff, which is kind of where Josh Reynolds can win. Like, he's getting up there in age. He, he's not the deep threat that, that he used to be. So I kind of like that. Like, Josh Reynolds out of the slot. But Khalifa Raymond is still there. They do run him out of the slot a little bit as well. But I think – either one of those guys could could pop off for a decent game here. Reynolds, like people forget that Reynolds has a relationship with golf too from LA. So, all right, (laughs) we got that game. And now let's go to New York jets, (laughs) new England Patriots, 30 and a half total. New England's a one and a half point favorite. Probably the worst game of the weekend weekend. Um, William Will Wilson already ruled out and Trevor Simeon a start. He ended up throwing for like 260 yards against a tough Cleveland defense in week 17. Not a terrible game. Um, if you think about the matchup, any interest here in the Jets? So we have some weather in this game as yep. well. But and obviously it's early in the week, but uh potential rain slash snow mix we'll see as we get closer. Um, Roth is kind of leaning to, to snow in this spot, which is actually better, but the winds are around 20 miles an hour as well. That's not ideal. Um, I just, I don't see any reason to target this game. Uh, if I was playing anyone, it would be Brees Hall. I just, Garrett Wilson has an awesome role, but the weather and the quarterback situation, not comfortable. So probably just Brees Hall, if anybody here for me. I think it goes for both teams for me, Hall and Elliott. I mean, that's really it. Like both, both of these both guys defense is in place for sure. Yeah. Both, both guys can catch the ball um, out of the backfield. I mean, this game is just awful already. And the fact that Roth has it as orange with a lot of wind and a lot of rain and snowy conditions. Um, I mean, awful. It's just an awful spot overall. <laughs> so I think this is not one of those games you get excited for. Is there anything else on the new England side that you wanted to bring up here? No, there really isn't. I mean, Demario Douglas's price has started to come up. Like, he's not a, a deep threat anyway. Like, with the rain and snow, I, I think you just stay away outside of running backs and defense here. Um, Atlanta at New Orleans. This game matters. We got a 42.5 total in this one. New Orleans, a three-point favorite. We'll start here with the Atlanta side. I mean, kind of coaching for his job. Um, if the Bucks lose this game, okay. So Tampa Bay, Carolina, one o'clock game. That game correlates with this game big time. It doesn't matter. Atlanta and Atlanta and New Orleans are going to go extremely hard at this game. Um, there's there's ways for them to get in potentially, even if Tampa wins. But they, I mean, just overall, both these teams need to win this game. Um, it's a it's a winner go home spot for New Orleans for sure, or for Atlanta for sure. And New Orleans needs to win this game. Seattle, Seattle has the tiebreaker over New Orleans, but if New Orleans wins and Seattle loses, I think they get in. Um, and then, like, if Green Bay loses, I think New Orleans gets in. So, New Orleans has to win. Let's start with Atlanta side first here. 
uh, Taylor Heineke dealing with an ankle injury um, through three picks against your bears, your bears defense. So underrated. Um, what are your thoughts here on Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, new Orleans defense played really well last week. Also, uh, this is another indoor game. So, and, and two motivated teams. So I'm, I'm interested in the overall game. I just, I'm over trying to figure out this Atlanta side. Um, I thought Bijan was the play because of, you beat the Bears defense through uh, out of the backfield, throwing to the running backs, and it's Tyler Algier that took a 70-yard catch to the house. So that one hurt. Um, burned me on the Bijan uh, re- receiving yards. If that was him that got that catch, we'd have been been cooking. I just, I, it's hard to trust the role for Bijan. Um, I, I think he's my favorite play in this spot. It's not a great rushing matchup, um, but he does still have the the pass catching ability. I'll go back to some Drake London as well, just because I'm going to be playing playing this game quite a bit. Um, London, I think, has the most upside. I don't mind Pitts, uh, but definitely do prefer London. Just think his upside is a little bit higher. I hate Atlanta. Um, I have come to hate this team. Um, okay, hate's a strong word. I don't actually hate them. If I'm playing Atlanta, it's Bijan, it's Drake London, it's Kyle Pitts. Um, it's as simple as that for me. I don't want to play Atlanta. But I like the game. Outside of that, that's it. That's all I got. Um, on the New Orleans side, fall, we finally saw like Taysom Hill come back to life last week and play some snaps, but still not a ton of production. Thing we need to pay attention to here is Juwan Johnson heard it. He has like a chest injury. Um, if he were to sit, he had 12 targets. He has 19 targets over the last two games. A um, lot, of, lot of love from Derek Carr here recently. I liked Derek Carr a lot last week. I just, man, Alave just disappeared in that game. Um, dealing a little bit of an ankle, but just wasn't getting the targets we kind of expected. Yeah, we were both on Olave and Shahid, really. And it was Juwan Johnson that got all the work, which it was it was a painful experience for, for week 17. That said, I'm probably going right back to it. Um, indoor game environment, they're they're not afraid to, to chuck the ball. Like, they'll let Derek Carr drop back 30, 40 times. Um, a game they, they have to win. Like you said, there's all kinds of scenarios for them to get in the playoffs if they can win this game. So I, I'm highly interested in the in the New Orleans offense here. Uh, I, Olave and Shahid are going to be my first two looks again. Um, Kamara is banged up. If he were to miss, I, I have interest in Jamal Williams, honestly. Um, we saw him with a huge role early in the season before Kamara made it back. Um we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I don't know. It's it's really the, the passing game first. I'll probably play some car because I, I just I think Olave and Shahid are, are super talented. I'm going right back to them. The Olave injury does concern me a little. Um but I, I think you just have to have to trust that he's he's good enough to go. Um I don't know, sixty seven hundred for a guy with his upside. I'm still playing that. And then Shahid is the, the deep target. He has to catch a long touchdown to get there, but he can certainly do that. I love this like game environment. Um, for car at home in a must win. So I'm going to definitely, definitely do some Derek Carr stuff here. Um, it's just whether or not like, it, it, I mean, Shahid and Alave are my first primary targets. I'm with you hundred percent. If Johnson plays, I, I don't, I can't overlook the 19 targets over the last two games. Um, he had seven targets earlier this season against Atlanta as well. So he would be a tight end play um, for me. If he plays, if he's out, I think it just potentially bumps up Taysom a little bit. But Taysom Hill at 4,600 is is tough to stomach outside of the fact that, like, the dude does have, like, three touchdown upside. So, oh, got to love it. Got to love it. Jacksonville at Tennessee, 39.5 total here. Jacksonville is a 5.5-point favorite. Jacksonville is another one of those teams. Winning, you're in. Um, they have the tiebreaker over the Colts and Houston. Um, Houston and Indy play. They play on Saturday, right? So, I mean, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter as much for Jacksonville. They have to win this game. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, we'll start here with the Jacksonville side of things. It was good to see a limited practice from Lawrence. I think Lawrence tries to play this week. Um, what are we doing with the Jags here? Yeah, Lawrence, I mean, he's playing through everything. Dude's just been – it seems like one injury after another the last know, three or four weeks, whatever. He had the ankle. Now he's dealing with a shoulder. Like, Lawrence is not healthy, which is very concerning. Uh, but he – I mean, he's – a game they have to win, he's going to be out there, I think. Um, which gives – I think – like, Beathard didn't play bad, but I, Lawrence definitely elevate, elevates the passing game here. Um Christian Kirk is minimum price, and they opened his practice window. So Christian Kirk has a chance to return. Like, even if he's limited, Christian Kirk at minimum price, you have to have interest in. Um, if he's active, he probably ends up being really, really popular here at minimum price. I think you can play some Calvin Ridley for sure. Um, Zay Jones is still on the injury report. Eight targets for him um, in the last game he played. He's, he's missed, what, two weeks now, I think, so – if Zay Jones were to make it back and Christian Kirk makes it back, it like this this is a messy situation. Um, and it's hard, really hard to talk about how to handle it without knowing the injury news right now. But I, I am interested. It's a Tennessee defense that's not playing for anything, a pass defense that we've attacked all season long. So I'm highly interested in these wide receivers, especially at the pricing. Kirk at minimum price, Zay Jones at 3,800, even Calvin Ridley very much in play. And Evan Ingram has one of the best roles for the tight end, also like in the entire league. So I'm highly interested here. You have to see how the injury stuff shakes out, but uh, I will definitely be paying attention to uh, Jacksonville news. Very interested in the Jags defense in this game. Um, the Jags defense has really got after the quarterback this season. So very interested in the Jags defense. Um, I will say like, as far as the offense goes, Ingram's probably my favorite play from this game from Jacksonville side, because I don't think it matters who's that quarterback. He's going to get his looks, um, whether it be Beathard or Lawrence. If Lawrence is banged up, like Ingram might get even more look in this game. So a lot of interest in Evan Ingram in this one. And then 
Christian Kirk at minimum salary is a fantastic call. I read a report earlier today that they're hopeful that he'll play this week. As far as Tennessee is concerned, um, I did read something earlier, and I have it up. I took a picture of it on my phone. Hold on one second. There is something. Hopkins needs seven catches for 250 grand, and he needs 49 yards for 250 grand, and he needs two touchdowns for 250 grand. So we might see whoever's playing quarterback this week just chuck it to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, listen, I don't necessarily love these like bonuses and stuff. But some of them are very attainable. And let me tell you right now, <laughs> if you go out and you make me 500 grand, I'm going to I'm going to like you. Um, okay. So uh, I think I'm not even like me. I'm talking if I'm DeAndre Hopkins and whoever's yeah. playing quarterback helps me make 500 grand here. Like, you know, you want to You want to feed your guy like this is your guy. You want to feed him. Um, Levis is dealing with a foot. We don't know if he'll play or not. Tannehill is awful. But I would I would have a little bit of interest in Hopkins here on some Jacksonville runbacks. I love that Hopkins call, and I'm I'm totally with you. Like some of these, like guys, like Tyreek needs like almost 300 yards to to 248,000. <laughs> I knew you had the number ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like some of these, like I'm not gonna say Tyreek cannot do that, um, but like if it doesn't happen in early, like if he doesn't catch a long one early, like that's probably he's probably drawing dead for that. 79 yards or whatever it was for Hopkins and four 49, catches. 49 yards. Yeah. Very, very attainable. Yeah. Like I, I completely on board with ones that are well within like their normal range of outcomes. Um, just the team should concentrate and, and make sure that he gets that. So love the Hopkins call, probably not targeting anything else here uh, from Tennessee. Ty J Spears has worked in quite a bit here over the last couple of weeks. I, I, obviously, um, I think he's the future here in this backfield. Henry is is up there in age. So maybe they give Ty J. Spears a few more looks here. Um, I think Akankwo is fine, but no, nothing that I'm like seeking out as a priority. Um I like uh Chig and Spears are in play, but Hopkins is, is the primary target. All right. We go to the four o'clock games all of these games start at 4 25 so all the games at one o'clock one o'clock and then all these games huge afternoon slate really fun day to do like um early slates and afternoon slates i'm on expert survey for afternoon and used to doing like three or four games and like really have to dig in this week because <laughs> there's so <laughs> many games um one of my favorite games of the weekend is where we start it's arizona or it's seattle at arizona it's 47 and a half total here seattle is a two and a half point favorite a huge game for, for Seattle. Um, they win, they're in. I mean, they have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. They win, they're in. Arizona coming off of a huge upset last week against Philadelphia. Um, I, I mean, I gave out Philly minus 10.5 last week. It was one of the bets that I bet and liked a lot. Kyler Murray getting the boost of confidence from the coaching staff this week as he's our guy moving forward kind of thing. I, I see no reason Arizona doesn't go out and play their normal guys. Geno Smith wins this game. He makes $2 million um, for what it's worth. He gets he has a $2 million bonus for making the playoffs. I mean, I love, love, love this spot for Seattle. It's just who am I playing is depending on, like, does Walker play? He's banged up. If he doesn't play, Charbonnet is one of my favorite running backs on the slate. I love DK Metcalf. I, I mean, I'll play some GSN and lock it as well. This is a great spot for Seattle. 
Yeah, and I am definitely with you here. Um, good weather in Arizona as well. They have the roof as well. Um, so, yeah, another indoor game here. The running back situation, like Arizona is very susceptible on the ground. So if Kenneth Walker is playing and unowned, I'm going to be really interested in that. If he's out, I agree Charbonnet is a fantastic play. Um, like Walker at 6,500, and he's like splitting the backfield. I, like Not a guy you would think, oh, we need to play some of him. But he has big playability. And this Arizona run defense is a team that, that will give up big plays. So if we get Walker really low-owned, I still have interest there if he plays. Um, DK Metcalf definitely has the upside at the wide receiver position. Uh, JSN has been extremely involved here recently. Um, just two targets last week, but before that, like he's running a bunch of routes. I, I think that he's, I prefer him over Lockett even, um, like Gino just has seemed to, uh, look his way often outside of that, the game last week. Um, but I'm just kind of going to overlook that and trust the role here. Uh, 4,800 for, uh, Smith and Jigba, I think is, is really good. Lockett's just not winning individual matchups anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. I think DK has the highest ceiling in this game. Um, I mean, I love this spot for him. And then you mentioned the running back situation um, is definitely interesting. Like Arizona, both these run defenses are terrible. Um, so uh, let's go to the Arizona side. Our boy James Conner did his thing against Philadelphia last week. I'm going right back to the well. Seattle has allowed 170 rushing yards on average over the last five games. They're the worst run defense in the league over the last, you know, five, six weeks. Love James Conner here at 6,100, very underpriced. And they gave him 26 carries last week in a meaningless game against Philadelphia. I have no reason not to think that they don't run him out here and like see what they got, you know, in this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on Conner. The role is incredible. Um, they don't seem to be scared of, of running him into the ground at this point. So what might not jump on um, the passing game? I think it's still Trey McBride as the number one option here. Um, the, the wide receiver situation, Dorch got a, a price bump. I think he's still playable. I'm just a little bit concerned about ceiling, especially when we're going to have so many cheap wide receivers on the slate. Uh, Michael Wilson finally caught a pass <laughs> after he was seeing <laughs> decent targets. Um, had four four catches and a touchdown last week. I think he can go back there, but I'm, I'm with you. Connor is my favorite play here. It'd be McBride first in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, McBride for me is the top overall guy and think Dorch, and I don't know if I touch anything else. Um, I do, I don't mind the, the Kyler Murray play here, but I would much rather play Geno on the other side um, if I was going to play a quarterback in this game. Murray will probably make my list. I just don't know if I end up getting there or not. All right, Chicago at Green Bay, 44 and a half total here. Green Bay, a three-point favorite in this one. I know there was a bonus for Jordan Love if he made the playoffs as well. Um, I think it was like 500 grand or something if he made the playoffs. And Green Bay is in a position. They have the tiebreaker over Seattle and New Orleans, so they win their in. Chicago, not playing for anything. Um, they know what pick they got next year in the draft. Uh, what are your thoughts? They want to win this game. They want Carolina to have a worse pick, so... Um, what are your thoughts here on Chicago? Well, they still own their first pick. Also. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Uh, but they, I they... still think they're they're motivated to win just because like jobs are on the line here. Um, oh, yeah. Eberflus did get the vote of confidence saying he would be back next year, or at least that was a, a report that came out. I think it was from Rappaport that, that put that out there. But Eberflus 
probably safe for next year. I think Getze, the uh, offensive coordinator, is very much in danger, though. So I, I think the Bears are going to come out and try to try to win the game. It's their their biggest rival as well, who is in contention for the playoffs. So that means something to a team. Just like burning their rival and keeping them out of the playoffs would would mean something. Um, so I'm I'm playing this like the Bears are are motivated. Um, like Fields might be playing for like he might be auditioning for teams to trade for him and things like that. So I do like Fields a good amount. I'm not scared of the Green Bay defense. Weather looks okay for Green Bay this time of year. Um, just pulling it up. Yeah, Roth didn't even write it up. So I'm sure it'll be cold, but uh, assuming winds are are very low, um, outdoors and cold doesn't doesn't bother me near as much as precipitation and wind. So I think we're we're safe here. Um, Fields really gets it done on the ground a ton anyway. So he's in play just for his rushing upside. Uh, DJ Moore is the very obvious target there's a chance that Cole Komet misses this game as well who has seen huge targets um if Cole Komet is out we could see potentially like 15 DJ Moore targets I don't think that would surprise anybody um the Green Bay run defense has been really bad as well and uh last week the Bears did make Foreman a healthy inactive if that happens again I think you're safe to go back to Khalil Herbert uh 5700 18 and 20 carries the last two weeks. He's pretty clearly ahead of Roshan Johnson, I think. Um, so I, I do like Cleo Herbert a good amount as well. I was going to – Herbert's on my list. Um, yeah. I, I think – obviously, you got to see the Foreman news or not, but if he's inactive again, no reason not to have Herbert in this game. Green Bay's run defense is a run defense we've been targeting a lot this season. 38 attempts over the last two games, ran over 100 yards in back-to-back games, gets a great matchup again. He had a tough matchup. Atlanta's run defense is solid. It's not a a terrible run defense by any means. On pro football focus, they're still graded as one of the top run defenses in the league. So much better spot here um, coming off of a really strong outing against Atlanta. I know he had one long run, but um, I like Herbert a lot in this game, assuming that Foreman's inactive. Watch that news. Um, Green Bay side, I mean – the run, the wide receiver room is just banged up. I mean, we want to take some shots on Jaden Reed because he's been fantastic, but I mean, him, Watson, Wicks, they're all banged up. It's like, who's going to play in this game? Um, the whole Green Bay offense is banged up right now. Yeah, it, it's really tough. Like, I, I truly believe the Bears have a chance to win this game outright. Um, their defense has been playing incredible, very solid against the run all season long. And ever since they traded for Montez Sweat, they've had a pass rush. Their secondary has been locked. Like Jalen Johnson's been one of the best corners in the NFL. Um, just a really good secondary as well over the second half of the season here. This Bears defense is is really strong, and I'm I, like I completely buy into what they're doing here. Uh, it's, it's essentially the trade for Sweat and Eberflus taking over the play calling for the defense. The, they've been playing outstanding since those two things happened. I, I like I want to play some Bears here, so I'm looking like if Christian Watson makes it back, I think. I probably take shots there at 4,700 guy gets hurt all the time. So that's a little bit scary, but I mean, the upside there is intriguing to me. Um, I think that you can look at Tucker craft again at the tight end position. Um, and then we talked about it a little bit last week in the matchup against Atlanta, but pass catching running backs can are a way that you can still beat this bears defense. So assuming that Aaron Jones is out there, another guy who's dealt with injuries all season long, uh, but a very talented pass catcher out of the backfield. I have slight interest in Aaron Jones. I will say like Jaden Reed's injury. I think that he could have came back in that game. 
He went in negative um, x-rays on his ribs. They were very handily beating Minnesota in that game. Um, I think if that game was close, Reed comes back. So I think Jaden Reed at 5,700, very much in play again. Um, Love is just locked in on him. So, I mean, like Jordan Love, when he's playing really well, he looks great. When he looks terrible, he looks awful. Um, He's a young quarterback, but he, I mean, he's learned from one of the best. So, you know, you have to, you have to think Green Bay and their process knows what they're doing with quarterbacks. Um, Look at their last two starters. They're pretty good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Keith knows he's a Bears fan. Um, All right. We got Kansas city at LA taking on the chargers um, kind of Kansas city. Anyway, 35 total in this game. Chargers a three and a half point favorite. I say kind of Kansas city, but because Mahomes not playing, we already know that. Um, I assume Travis Kelsey does not play in this game um, with Mahomes sitting no reason for them to push um, Travis Kelsey in this game. They can lock up the three seed with a win, but I mean, really, do we think Kelsey plays? Do we think Rasheed Rice plays? They've already told us they don't care about that because Mahomes isn't playing. So, right. Exactly. That was my initial thoughts too. Yeah. So, I mean, do we think they sit people? Probably. We're going to see good old Blaine Gabber, baby. Um, do we like anything here for the Chiefs? So, I mean, it's an awesome matchup against the Chargers. I, I'm with you, though. I don't think Rasheed Rice plays. I don't think Travis Kelsey plays. Who does that? And I don't think Isaiah Pacheco plays. So that leaves Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, potentially. Um, he's 4,900. If he's the only guy left in the backfield, sure, why not? Like, I don't. Is McKinnon going to make it back for the playoffs, or do they actually need Ceh for the playoffs? Um, uh, it was a groin, on, so I don't know. I think he probably he can be. Act, I'm pretty sure there. he can be activated next week. Yeah. So it, I mean, if McKinnon is back, Ceh probably doesn't see any work in the playoffs. So potentially could see significant work in the even in this like Scrubs game. I don't think I'm touching any receiver pass catcher attached to Blaine Gabbert. So it's it's just Ceh that I'm keeping my eye on um and that's only if Pacheco and and everybody's out. I will say if Kelsey sits um with Blaine Gravitter at quarterback, I would potentially put Noah Gray in my player pool. Um Chargers defense is awful. We already know it that. Is. Um yeah. so Blaine Gabbert, check down Gabbert. Like this is one of those like it, this is one of those times where I feel like Blaine Gabbert comes out and throws three touchdowns. Um <laughs> Uh, right, I uh, just yeah. I, it, I know it sounds it's the right right it, matchup. It, it sounds dirty, but we also have to remember like the Chargers are bad. Kansas City technically still playing for something in this game. Like, I mean, if Jacksonville if Jacksonville wins, do they have the tiebreaker over Kansas City? I think that's um or or is Kansas City locked into the three seed? I don't I don't know that scenario off the top of my head. Um, that that probably matters too. That's my maybe why Kansas yeah, City might be resting people. Kansas City is locked into the three spot. So they're not playing for anything. All right. right. Blaine Gabbard, three touchdowns. Who are they going <laughs> to? Um, okay. I will say, like, if they sit Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice is dealing with a hamstring. He missed practice Wednesday. I highly doubt he plays in this game for what it's worth. Also, Tony's banged up. He's been dealing with, like, an ankle and a hip for, like, the last three weeks. If both of these guys sit, 
I think we could take some shots on Watson and Gray, assuming that Kelsey sits. Um, they're not going to go out there and run the ball 30 times. That's not how Andy Reid does um, here. So I would, I would take some shots on some of these cheap Kansas City receivers. But Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't feel good about it. I like the um, CEH call because, I mean, but you're worried about him too. Like, I don't know. They are very trusting in Pacheco. Um, and they do have um, Keontae Ingram as well. He was the backup court running back um, that didn't even see the field the other week, um, last week. So Pacheco, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he played everything. He was on the field and he was doing his thing. So uh, Chargers side of this game, assuming that Kansas City is going to rest um, some of these defensive players as well. Even if they do play, they probably don't play the, the full game here. Are we touching anything here on the Chargers? They're just such a mess now, and Easton Stick is is not a talented quarterback. Um, I think Austin Eckler is probably like I don't even know if he gets ten touches in this spot. Like he's, he's a hundred, he's a hundred and ten yards away from a hundred grand. There's no way he gets the ball more than like eight times in this game. Yeah, I, I completely agree. He's a free agent. I don't think they resign him. So I, yeah. Not that I want to play an Isaiah Spiller or Joshua Kelly either. Um, nope. Yeah, I, there's there's just not there's nothing to like here on the Chargers. I had a ton of Gerald Everett last week, even into some ownership, because I thought that was the one spot I felt comfortable with in the offense. Didn't did not work out. Uh, he did have nine targets, but only caught four of them. Didn't did not find the end zone. So I don't think I go back to there. We have plenty of cheap tight ends this week, so probably probably out on this Chargers side. They just weren't good tight end. They weren't good targets. I mean, yeah. I watched a lot of that he game. A terrible quarterback. Yeah, they, they just weren't good targets. I don't mind Everett. The one thing that I'll say here, like if you're if you're the Chargers, like don't you want to try to get like Johnston ten plus targets in this game? Like get your rookie, like end the season for your rookie rookie wide receiver, like on a good note. Um, I don't think I'll play him, but I, I honestly I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like ten plus targets in this game. Um, if, if I was going to play a wide receiver in this game, it'd probably be, um, Eckerson though, for what it's worth. Um, he just seems like the guy that's getting the looks here. Um, but gosh, I hate this spot for, I hate this spot for the, the chargers yep. almost called them the Clippers Denver at <laughs> Las Vegas taking on the Raiders Raiders are two and a half point favorite here. Um, we'll go. Denver side first, um, they technically got eliminated last week. I don't think there's a chance that they, even if they win, they get in here. I think they're officially eliminated last week um, in that game. I assume Stidham's going to start. There's like bonuses um, for Russell Wilson. So they don't want to pay out his bonuses, let's be honest. So um, talk to me here. What are we doing, if anything, with Denver? Yeah, it's a tough spot. Um, like I have interest in running backs, but like it's kind of a three-headed backfield still. Um, has been all year, so 
really tough to want to target any of those. Stidham is capable at quarterback, but the wide receiver room is kind of a mess as well. Um, we'll see if Sutton makes it back out of the concussion protocol. If he does, he's probably the guy. Um, I don't know. Like little Jordan Humphrey had a couple of catches, caught a touchdown last week anyway, four targets. Okay, he had a touchdown, but it was, I, I, let's, let's just pump the brakes really <laughs> quick. They missed like four tackles on the dude. All right. Yeah, but I mean, he's kind of like, he's a big dude like he he can break some tackles okay listen i am the bitter brandon johnson player from last week (laughs) okay all right (laughs) just let me let me be better yeah and he i mean he had six targets it's not like he wasn't out there Um, just not good targets keith (laughs) (laughs) just bad targets (laughs) oh man i love this time of the year for football it's really not exciting because we're, I mean, we're talking about Jarrett Stidham, but Sutton, I think is at least a a truly talented wide receiver. I think you play, you can play a little bit of him. I I don't know what's going on with Jerry Judy. Like it's just not going to happen for him. So I'm, I'm out on Judy. Um, If, if Sutton misses, I probably look back to one of those cheap guys. If if Sutton's in there, I think he's the guy. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things you got to kind of, Wait and see um, as far as who's in, who's out. Sutton, Mimim sit, and I think we could look at, you know, Humphrey, and we could potentially go and back to, to Johnson here if we wanted to. Um, I will say, like, Sutton's under contract through 2025. I looked up this earlier. Um, I don't think he plays. Concussion, no reason to go out there and get him another one um, at the end of the season here. They're playing for nothing. He's under contract with you for the next couple years. I think Sutton sits. Um, Mims, I think that there's a chance that he plays. Um, but Jerry Judy, like you said, he had a 40-yard catch. If not, um, it would have been a really bad game. So, um, man, gosh, Johnson, I was so I, – I needed I needed that. He got tackled at the one, Keith. He got tackled at the mm-hmm. freaking one. Um, anyway, Vegas side, I'm going to play some Devontae Adams. I tweeted this out last week. I was just like, what? Like they are, they're, they're committed to this dude. And he had 21 targets. targets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like, he came out and there was a a news press conference, I think today or yesterday where he's just backing the coach and wanting the coach to be the guy. And I mean, 21 targets for Devonte Adams. Um, I think we're crazy not to at least consider him here against Denver. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy workload. Um, Shout out to Derek Cardi, the Blitz. Like they had a mon- he had a monster projection on Adams last week, and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that that much. Um, Should have done it that much because twenty one targets is a nice nice workload. That's two games worth of work for even elite guys. Um, so yeah, go go right back to that. If Josh Jacobs misses again, I really like Zamir White. They clearly trust this guy. Twenty carries again. Um, and then he, he saw work out of the backfield. That was the big thing last week is against Kansas City, he only saw one target out of the backfield, but caught five passes on six targets last week. So if Jacobs is out again, and I, I tend to think that he will be, no reason to push him, um, that Zamir White is a, a fantastic play at 6K. Yep. Um, Denver's run defense, something that we love to pick on. So no problem you know, taking some shots here. Denver's defense in general just hasn't been great this year, but their run defense is really bad. So if White, if if Jacobs does sit, and we we kind of expect Jacobs to sit again, um, yeah. so I assume White gets to start. I'll play some White. I'll play some Adams, and that's really it for me. I don't I don't think I have to touch Myers or any of these other guys. 
Um, Mayer banged up right now, dealing with the toe. Don't expect him to play. Not playing Hooper or any of these other guys. So um, Adams, White, that's it for me on Vegas. Philadelphia at New York facing the Giants. 41.5 total here. Philadelphia, 5.5 point favorite in this game. Uh, any interest here in Philly? Um, are they resting? No, they ha- they still have a chance to win in the division. They have a so chance they're... to win the NFC. Yeah. Right? No, 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 no. 49ers locked up the one seed. Okay. They do still have a chance to beat Dallas for the division, though. So Correct. They, they have they to win, and Dallas would have here. to lose. Yep. Um, and Dallas has a really easy matchup. So this might Unlikely be a halftime that, situation, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing that yeah. I was mentioning earlier, exactly. Um, if Dallas is up three touchdowns on Washington at the half, maybe Philly packs it in. So I do think there's some some risk. I, I mean, it's obviously a great matchup against the Giants. If we knew we were getting full run here, we'd have a ton of interest in the Philly side. I, I don't know. I think that you get full run from the starters for sure for at least a half because they've been absolutely broken for several weeks now. They need to get back on track for the playoffs if they want to have any chance of of advancing in the playoffs so i think you see starters for a little bit but again if they if dallas is just crushing washington there's a good chance they pull back the reins in the second half and i'm i'd be really concerned about that massive 13 game slate with value everywhere maybe i take some shots on upside guys like aj brown um devonta smith um may not play in this one he's quite i don't think he plays yeah, so, I mean, A.J. Brown could legitimately see a ton of targets here. Um, Goddard is in play if you want to spend up at tight end. I think there's plenty of value if you want to do that. Um, A.J. Brown, I think, just taking shots on a ceiling game, maybe he goes for 150 and two touchdowns in the first half or something. Uh, I think I can take shots on that. I don't think I'd play Hurts in this game, um, but I will have a little bit of A.J. Brown and Goddard. I don't think I touched the running back situation I mean, the running back situation, I, I had a ton of DeAndre Swift last week. He was one of my favorite plays. And, I mean, he had a, he averaged 4.7 yards per carry, and they just weren't giving him enough work in that game. So, probably why they lost. Anyway, um, Gainwell and Scott, like, if this game – I mean, you're going to have coaches on the sideline and up in the box, like, watching the Dallas-Washington game. Let's be honest. Um, so – Philly has nothing to gain whatsoever if Dallas wins. So there's no reason to get guys hurt. So I have interest. Oh, chasing the uh, the two reception, two touchdown game from Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who would have, who had uh, over two and a half touchdowns on the season for um, Julio Jones? It was probably good, good for him, but half. No, don't, don't chase that. No, don't do that. Uh, Giants playing any Giants here. Uh, I mean, Tyrod's in play, I think. Um, 5,300, a guy that, that runs. I don't know. I don't trust him to um, – I don't trust the receivers necessarily, but with that rushing floor for for Tyrod, I think he's in play. Um, if I was looking for pass catchers, it's probably Slayton as the guy. Two long touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. It's a high-variance play, but he's still only 4K. He does have that, that deep threat ability, so I think – you could take shots there. Waller with six targets. I guess you could go back to that as well. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not scared of the Philly defense. They've looked really, really bad. We saw Arizona light them up in the second half last week. So, um, I don't, Tyrod's in play. I think Slayton's the guy I would use to, to stack him with. Yeah, he took a big hit towards the end of that game, ended up finishing the game, but he threw 41 times last week. Um, he's playing for something. I mean, 
Tyrod, I mean, he has nothing to lose here at this point. So um, Daniel Jones on the IR, we don't know um, with his knee injury what we're going to be looking at heading into next season for the Giants as far as that. But I think Tyrod's playing for something here. So I, I have interest in Tyrod. I have interest in Robinson. I have interest in Slayton. And I have interest in Waller. Um, I don't think I want to play Barkley in this game. Philly's run defense is still really solid. I know he had a really solid game against them um, in week 16, but I really think this is a spot we want to target the wide receivers that are cheap. All right, Rams and 49ers. This game has a 41 and a half total. San Francisco four-point favorite in this one, and Rams have already come out and said Stafford, Cooper Cup. Um, Sean McVay, I just saw an interview right before we started. It sounds like they're going to try to get Puka the record. Um, I think it's four catches and 29 yards for the rookie receiving and reception record. I would assume after he gets the record, they pull him in this game. Um, they, I mean, they basically, Sean, if you, if you like search on Twitter or X, um, and Sean McVay basically says they want, they want to do something special for Puka but they're also going to be careful. So in my words, in in my head, that's let's get him early catches in this game and get his butt off the field. My question to you is, are we taking any Carson Wentz this week? <laughs> I, I just, I don't think I can do it, man. Uh, I know San Francisco's probably resting defensive guys and he's going to get a second team defense out there, but it's Carson Wentz. He's not going to have anybody once Puka leaves the game. Uh, like Demarcus Robinson's been really good recently, but I'm not sure they don't rest him as well in this spot. So if you're using Wentz, I think you're looking at guys like Tutu Atwell. Yep. Uh, maybe Scourneck. Um, maybe tight end Davis Allen in play. Like definitely, I, I don't think I'm playing Wentz with guys like Puka or Demarcus Robinson. I'd be too concerned that they only play the first quarter or something like that completely agree with your sent sentiments there that Puka's getting his records and getting out of this game. So I don't think I'm playing Wentz at this point. If I do, it's going to be going to be with cheap guys like Atwell or, or Davis Allen. Yeah. Puka. I mean, he could get five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown and that's not enough at, at his price. So right. um, it's not preseason NFL where like 17 points is great. So I, I really like Tutu Atwell in tournaments here. We saw him, Look really good in this early in the season with Cooper Cup off the field. Demarcus Robinson has taken his job. Um, even if Demarcus Robinson plays, I don't think he plays a lot in this game. I think Tutu Atwell is a really strong large field tournament play at 3,300 this week. San Francisco, hey, they're resting people too. Brock Purdy going to take a bench here, take a seat on the bench. We know Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for this game. Sam Darnold at 5,200 going to get the start here. Sam Darnold might put up some numbers in this game. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, the guy that I have the most in interest in this game, though, is Jordan Mason at 4,600. Um, Chris McCaffrey already ruled out. Elijah Mitchell dealing with an illness, but he's been banged up all year. They really like this guy. No reason to get him hurt this week. I think we're going to see Mason get 15-plus touches this week. Yeah, I think he's going to be a popular choice, and rightfully so. Like He could have the entire backfield here. I'm sure they'll elevate somebody from the practice squad, practice squad like um, uh, TDP Davis Price, but I still think that Mason gets the bulk of the carries here. Um, Sam Darnold is is a capable quarterback, so I have some interest in the passing game here as well. 
again, I wouldn't definitely not playing him with stars. It's not Debo. It's not Ayuk. It's not Kittle this week. You're looking at guys like Ronnie Bell. Maybe Chris Conley gets a call from the practice squad. Um, Jawan Jennings even, I think, is a little risky. He has a concussion. Um, yeah, I mean, he may not even, might not even be active. But They activated – um, it was I think but, it was like Tay Martin was active for Week 17 off the practice squad. Yeah, I don't know much about, about Tay Martin. I haven't looked into his prospect profile or anything. I do know about Ronnie Bell, and he's a talented guy. Um, he's very much in this run-after-catch mold that the 49ers absolutely love, like – He's a Debo Samuel type of guy. So Ronnie Bell is somebody I'm I'm actually quite interested in. Ray Ray McLeod should be activated for this game. Um, I don't know if they – I mean, I think they're going to try to get him maybe a few reps in this game before the playoffs. They love him as a return man. Um, so, I, I mean, maybe some shots on him. But I, I think your Ronnie Bell call um, is the interesting, like, play here. But Mason, Ronnie Bell, I don't mind looking at some cheap pieces here. I still don't think I play Sam Darnold. We have so much value this week that it's just really hard for me to get off Dak. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Um, he, he's just the guy like, let, let's get to it. Let's just talk about it. Last game on the slate, 46 and a half total. Dallas, a 13 and a half point favorite. Dallas wins. They win the division. They lock up the two seed. I mean, big game as far as playoffs are concerned when you're playing at home and on the road, especially when you're a team that's just been phenomenal at home. They get one of the worst defenses in the NFL, Washington 31 overall DVOA, 32 against the pass and 31 against the run. Um, Dak, I, I mean, this is your this is your time. You've been awful on the road all year. Go beat Washington and beat them by a lot and lock up your two seed. Yeah, I mean, Dak has to be the highest upside quarterback on, on, on the entire slate. CeeDee Lamb, the highest upside wide receiver on the entire slate. Um, just an awesome spot. We've, we've targeted this Washington defense all season long. Um, they have absolutely nothing to play for. They're at the top of the draft with one of the worst records. Um, and their defense has been absolutely brutal since the trade deadline when they traded away their two pass rushers. So it's wheels up for this Dallas offense outside of lamb. I have interest in, in Brandon cooks, Jake Ferguson, very much in play. Still, I don't know that I have a ton of interest in Tony Pollard. Like he just, there's still things to be desired. He doesn't look as explosive. He has looked a little better recently. Still doesn't look like he did last year. Um, they still mess around with Dowdle down in the red zone. I just like as a double digit favorite, you think you would want to just jam in the running back, but I, I do have some reservations on Pollard. I'm much more on Dak in the passing game here. Deuce Vaughn got put on the IR. Um, Dowd is like banged up as well with the ankle. If we're looking at like a practice squad backup running back, I would have interest in Pollard here. Um, I also like Pollard with the Dallas defense in this game. Like, my thing is, I don't think Dak gets benched in this game until they're up by like four or five touchdowns. So I think that he's going to have enough production upside for me to play him at 8K. I think he has one of the highest floors on the slate. I think CD is one of the best wide receivers on the slate. I just don't want to overthink this spot. Dallas has to win this game. Why are we not playing their stars um, kind of spot? Yeah. I mean, they now, might score 40 points at the half, and, the, and they only play a half, but you still got 40 points out of the offense. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they're going to – they got to be up by like four or five touchdowns before they st- take out Dak in this game. Agreed. Yep. Um, Sam Howell going to get the start here. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, good for him 
good for him for finally like letting Terry McLaurin make a play on the ball. Um, I just there's nothing I want to touch here on the Washington side of this game. I mean, Dallas is going to be playing their studs in this game. Sam House stinks. He's getting sacked a ton. I'd almost want Jacoby Brissett to be playing this game for me to have some interest in McLaurin and these guys. But if anything, McLaurin or Samuel, but I really don't want to play Washington. Yeah, I love the Dallas defense call because we know Sam Howell takes all the sacks. Um, they were unable to push back against San Francisco whatsoever, and that's part of what hurt hurt me so much last week is San Francisco just didn't need to press the gas pedal at all. Dallas is going to want to make sure that they're up in this game. I, I don't necessarily think they need Washington to push them, so not looking for runbacks necessarily. If I were, it would be Terry McLaurin. I just I still believe he's the most talented receiver in the room. Um, but I, I just I don't think I need to run back the Dallas stuff. I I think they could just absolutely blow Washington away in the spot. I will say now that we broke down the slate, um, I still may my quarterback situation is very tight this week. Um, I don't know if that changes as the week goes along, but really like Gino and Dak, and then on the on the like flip side, Mullins, Carr, and Ty Tyrod. So I, I don't think my quarterback pool is going to be very high this week all right let's play the morning grind game for the last time this regular season like i said we got some playoff stuff planned um keith quarterback for 300 plus passing yards you cannot use dak prescott (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see here give me baker mayfield must win game for tampa bay has playoff incentives and passing yards incentives tied to him he has a Um, lot of incentives Yes, like he signed a very incentive-laden deal. So he can make himself quite a bit of money this week. Give me Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, you don't see those commercials anymore, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me Gino. I think Gino is going to air the ball out. I'm worried a little bit about how bad Arizona is against the run, but must-win game for Seattle. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. Again, it is – we're looking at ownership on – I mean, technically Thursday now, but our first initial ownership here on Wednesday. Uh, what do you got for us this week? So I originally had the guy I took last week that worked out really, really well. But as we went talked through it, if Ken Walker plays, I'm going to play some Ken Walker. Um, just because I, I want to attack this Arizona run defense. They've been brutal all season long. Um, if he doesn't play, you know who the guy is. That's probably the guy on your list. So I'll go Walker and, and let you go from there. I think James Conner is going to be chalky this week. Um, Yeah, unfortunately. I'm going to go Mason from San Francisco. I know a lot of people might play Elijah Mitchell in this game. I just don't think they want to get Mitchell hurt. So I think Mason finds the end zone. Uh, Quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. It can't be Dak Prescott, CD Lane. Well, that's definitely who I had. So I'm yeah, gonna... I'm eliminating Dallas from this game. Not happening. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, <laughs> let's see here. A couple I do like. Um, give me, give me Nick Mullins to Justin Jefferson. I knew you were going to take mine as soon as I ruled out <laughs> Dallas. Um, hey, your fault on that one, man. That was my fault. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Give me Derek Carr to my boy Chris Olave. New Orleans got to win this game. Throw the ball to your man. Let's go. I like it. Oh, uh, wide receiver for eight plus targets. Who do you got? 
Give me DJ Moore. The role has been incredible. I think that Chicago wants to try to keep Green Bay out of the playoffs here. They're going to play to win this game. I like it. I'm going to go Devontae Adams because why not? Um, he had a gazillion targets last week. And Pierce, I mean, they're behind Pierce, man. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Pierce is named the, the coach next year. Agree. All right. So we got a tight end for a touchdown. Can I still go Dallas here? Jake, Jake Ferguson. Oh, yeah. I'll go Ferguson. <laughs> I mean, the take, Dallas offense all around. but I, I'm going to take, take Dallas as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me Evan Ingram in a must-win game for the Jags. Love it. Defense for 10-plus points. Give me the New York Jets uh, against Bailey Zappi in the snow. A little bit of wind as well, up to 20 miles an hour, Ross says. So, ugly, ugly game. Uh they may not throw a ton, but there's there still could be even if he only drops back twenty times, he could turn it over two or three times. So love the Jets in this spot. I'm really sad. Um, mine's the Patriots. I've been playing the Patriots defense a lot down the stretch because they've been like way too cheap. Hate that they got priced up um, to thirty six hundred, but ton of interest in the Patriots defense this week. Honestly, on the cheap side. I don't have a ton of interest in defenses on the cheap side this week. I think we're going to have a lot of value elsewhere. Um, if anything, I think you could take some shots on like the Rams defense against Sam Darnold. Um, backup San Francisco, not playing for anything. They're cheap, so don't mind maybe looking at the Rams defense a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get super contrarian and you think Trevor Lawrence is hurt, maybe take some shots on the Tennessee defense division game. If they can keep their divisional rivalry out of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I love the Jags defense like Tampa Bay, Detroit, like you mentioned, the Jets, Dallas defense up towards the top um, in a great spot too. Uh, let's get into the betting portion of the show. What do you got for us this week on our against the spread or money line bet? We have uh, the Saints at home in a must-win game. I think they're the better team than Atlanta. It's only a three-point spread, so give me New Orleans minus three. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this one, and I was looking at this one too. Um, I think that's one. That one's really, really close. Um, I like that one too. I I know. Gosh, I took the, a, a team against them last week, but Geno Smith can make two million dollars with a good game this week and beating Arizona. Give me Seattle minus two and a half in this game. I think they're better than a field goal um, favorite in this game if Geno's playing well. Love what Kyler did last week. Love what James Conner did. No, the Seattle defense is not great, but I really like this spot um, for Geno in this offense. Uh, Over-under bet for us this week. What do you got? We've got Carson Wentz starting a football game. He's opposed <laughs> by Sam Darnold. I think Darnold actually is semi-talented. I don't think Carson Wentz has anything left. Um, he's not going to have any of his weapons once once Puka gets his records. Uh, I like under 41 and a half in uh, Rams Niners. I like that one. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't necessarily love any of the over-unders in the early games. Um, I will say I didn't want to double up on the Seattle game. I think that game has potential to go over 47 and a half. I'm going to go to Sunday night football, biggest game of the season for my Dolphins. Give me Miami and Buffalo um, over 49 and a half. I think it's going to be a high scoring football game. I know both defenses are solid, but I mean, huge game for playoff home field stuff. So um, the Dolphins haven't won a division in forever. So big game, big game. Give me the over in that game. Uh, player props, not a ton up yet. 
early the early in the week here. Anything jumping off to you as far as player props? I saw some pick'em stuff that I don't mind. They're really like there's just not many props out there at all on the sports books. Um, They're being careful. A, what's that? <laughs> They're being careful. Yeah, and I mean it's their right. There's a lot of news still to break this week. Obviously, yeah. Um, I do like Chris Olave. His number is 73 and a half. It's a little, I would prefer that in the 60s, um, but that that's one that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Shahid at, in that same same game. Like the dome environment, I think the Saints are really good on offense this week. Um, they kind of let us down last week, but Olave and Shahid's receiving props. I, Shahid's at 36 and a half. I think I actually might prefer that to Olave even. Um, but both of those I have an eye on. Really, there's a couple of Buffalo-Miami props out. There's the Saturday stuff, but nothing really else on the Sunday slate. So my my prop bet is DJ, DK Metcalf um, over 65.5 receiving yards. Really like that one. Um, and then as far as my pick and play, right now, um, there's not a ton of stuff that I love. I will tell you guys, I'm looking for Mike Evans receiving prop. He's, um, that's the one I've got written down. He's on prize picks at 67 and a half. Okay. So, so there you go. 67 and a half. Um, yep. Let's pair that. Let's we'll do our morning grind um, two pick play here. Mike Evans over 60 or more than 67 and a half and DK Metcalf more than 65 and a half in that one. So that'd be our morning grind two pick play to end week 18. I will say, I really want to see James Connors rushing prop and I want to see Khalil Herbert's rushing prop from um, Chicago. Um, those are two that I'll be looking for throughout the day tomorrow as props start rolling in. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Fun season, man. Um, hopefully we can finish strong here with a, a nice week 18. Lots of news still to break. So make sure, make sure you're paying attention right up until the kickoffs on Sunday. It's definitely very important this week. Yeah. Huge week for edge. Like, be at your be at your computer. Um, be at your computer for the twelve o'clock or eleven thirty a.m. news on the East Coast, but also be on your computer for four thirty inactives. Um, we could have some surprise inactives. Be able to adjust. Be able to make um, changes to lineups. Um, so, yeah, huge week for Edge. A lot of Edge this week. We talk about it a lot week one as far as Edge is concerned, but there's a lot of Edge this week um, in the NFL. So take advantage of it. That's going to wrap it up here for week 18 podcast, Thursday's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking NBA. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.